going on? Welcome to your freaking move. Your freaking move. Guess what? Guess no, what? It's no. not even gonna fucking stop. It's not gonna stop. What's well, not gonna stop? All the dumb fucking Halloween all shit. All the bullshit because you know what? This is the motherfucking Halloween special. It's fucking Halloween. I fucking love this shit. Billy loves Halloween, everybody. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Billy fucking lives for Halloween. I do. I'm one I'm kind of one of those people. I I get so fucking into it. I basically tell everyone that I am observing my holiday at this time of well, year. Well, yeah, it is your holiday cuz you're not a religious person. I'm not a religious person. But you I, love the fuck out of some horror. I fucking love it. I love horror movies. I I love the whole thing. Um and and I'm just so fucking happy this is my time of year. So listen, we wanted to do a really good, like, Halloween special. It's a Halloween special. It's the best Simpsons. It's the best everything. Yeah. Let's do a fucking Halloween special. Well, that's, that's fucking what we're doing. Yeah, I know. We're doing it. Yeah. That's where we are. <laughs> but, uh, we, so we've, pe- we've pieced a, a, some stuff together. Some, like, little juicy fucking nuggets for your, uh, little trick-or-treat bag. Yeah. <laughs> trick-or-treat. Uh, let me find another way. Let me just, uh, press it. Billy's got an app. Yeah, there's going to be lots of fucking... Uh, what is that? That sounds like a washing machine. That was Eerie Whisper. Don't do that one. Okay. What about... No. No. That sounds anyway, like a truck. Anyway, th- w- this is going to be some... Billy has... Some- full disclosure, Billy has downloaded an app for this episode, and she's got, like, all these buttons that she can there's push... There's way too many that options, are, man. Uh, like, Halloween sounds. <laughs> that one's pretty good. That's a good one. It's it's hard. There's like ethereal ambience. Like what the fuck? I don't know what that has to do with Halloween. Us? It's all right. It's all right. Hey, anyway, can we can we cut the we're, shit? We're cutting the shit. Can we um, cut the shit and get to the actual fucking point of this episode? Here, we're gonna talk about thing. Halloween. We're gonna talk about Halloween. And here's the thing. My obsession for Halloween. Basically, I, as you all know, I grew up in Australia. And I was an America file from when I was a tiny child. Inexplicably loved anything American. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? It's great. Number one. Number, number fucking one. Number one, bro. It's the greatest nation in the world, bro. Um, so I grew Get up. Get it together, bro. I grew up uh, being obsessed with Halloween, bugging my parents all the time. Like, oh, why so yeah. Let me just it? let me just interject and just explain yeah. that they're, they don't have Halloween in Australia. We, we do not. It's a. Um, here's the thing. It has in the last few years. It's, it's starting kind of crept, to. It's starting in. to. Yeah, it's starting to catch some wind. It's starting to move forward. But but, it, it but does, when you were a kid, there it, was no Halloween. There was no Halloween. Which is and fucked it does up. blow people's minds when yeah. I tell them that I didn't have a Halloween. Like they think I like was raised in in the woods by wolves or something. Like well, they. Well, can't, you were kind of. <laughs> you kind of work. Uh, they can't get it in their heads that I didn't have it. And I actually tried to to introduce it in Australia as this a is, child. This is one of the best childhood stories. You have a very large library of amazing childhood stories. But you trying to personally, as a young little Billy, yeah, I think kick I was off Halloween in Australia yeah. in some bumfuck town is amazing. I think amazing. I was about 10. When, when this first, like, I first, like, championed it, 
and I basically made a bunch of kids dress up in costumes, fucking go around trick-or-treating. We're in a country town in Australia, Wollonga, South mm. Australia. Uh-huh. Um, place of green trees. The, That's the motto? It, no, it's the uh, translation, the indigenous translation of Wollonga. Oh. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I basically made these kids fucking trick-or-treat they didn't know what they were doing they're like scrapped together in some fucking stupid costume they, they don't really understand the concept right. and then i'm making them go to people's houses and knock on the fucking <laughs> doors and say trick-or-treat and say trick-or-treat and i think we were doing that we was doing that whole like trick-or-treat smell my feet like yeah that's not straight, how you do it straight from the cosby show or yeah, something but like, that's not how you do it no but that's what i was making them do that was your interpretation of how you do trick-or-treating these fucking Fucking country folk would open their door and have no fucking idea what we're talking about. Go and get like a fucking a biscuit from the from biscuit barrel, right? Like a like can a, of beans or a beer, yeah, or, or something. like a fucking handful of two cent coins or something, uh-huh. and like give it to us. And everyone was very fucking confused. So the next year, I think it just turned into like other kids started trick or treating as well. But again, no one really kind of got what it was about. So then it just became about egging each other. So we would just run around. Which is kind of what it's like over here. Yeah. And like, you know, this this follows the pattern of you setting trends, which has happened your entire life. True. So, you know, I feel like you set the wheels a spinning in Mm -hmm. the early 80s. And like now all of a sudden, yeah, they're starting to have some Halloween shit in Australia. But it was always a big deal to you as a kid. And it was never a thing in Australia. No. No, and uh, yeah, I I just the thing is too. It's like I I knew I'd seen all the movies and I knew like exactly what you were meant to do. Like I you know well, even, except that you you don't sing the smell my feet I didn't, song. Didn't kind of get that translation. Yeah, what you thing. say is trick or treat. Yeah, I I realize <laughs> that now, Rob. Yeah, know what you do is you knock on the door and you go trick or treat. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, because now there's I no have, song. I have, as a woman, I have, um, you know, handed out role role reversal. Have handed out, you know, maybe two, three candy bars to trick or treaters. Well, I will say, time. side note, um, Billy has tried to embrace the, uh, you know, the, the matriarch fear of handing out candies to kids. Oh, and yeah. we live in Los Angeles, so we actually don't <laughs> get trick or treaters <laughs> because really- nobody in LA will let their kids walk to anybody's <laughs> house. So she gets this grandiose idea in her head. She decorates the entire house. There's fucking tombstones on our front yard. She's got like 17 pounds of candy. And we get like, uh, you know, two Mexican kids that we give six pounds of candy Yeah, we just each. empty the bowl. And then uh, their, their dad's standing there kind of going like, why are you giving them so much candy? And no, we're like, stoked, I think. well, the kids are, st- well, everybody's stoked. <laughs> but but the, re- the reason is because nobody shows up. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't, trick or treating is like, it's not the 80s anymore. Yeah, which is a shame because, I mean, that's still in my head. And that, I have to say, has kind of been one of my biggest disappointments since moving to America is I thought, I mean, maybe if we lived in like fucking Iowa or somewhere. Yes. Um, Maybe it would still happen, but I have that. I want that 80s vision of, like, the Halloween and, like, the fucking E.T. Halloween. Yeah. That's the shit. Let me tell you, I lived that shit. Yes, I know. I lived that shit. That shit was real. But, uh, you know, in 2017 in L.A., that's not real anymore. But but, But that was a real thing. And, like, we would walk around all night. We would get 
bags full of fucking candy. Man. Eggs thrown at us, soaping up windows, teenagers heckling us, like fucking it was wild. It was a wild scene. Halloween like it was like in the movies. And and in a lot of cases it was it was scarier and more fun. Than the, right. than the movies that you saw. Right. Because they, yeah, I feel like the kids in those movies do seem a little bit jaded. Like, they're always, like, a little bit too old to be, like, trick-or-treating or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know. Or, you know, they just get fucking murked by, like, uh, Jason or... No. What's the other one? Michael. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um... So anyway, I basically, we've, I think we've made it abundantly clear about my obsession with Halloween, but... My first Halloween, I in in the states. Oh yeah. I spent it with you, Rob. You did, right? Yeah. Um, when I when I first came to America, Rob was uh, he had moved from Chicago, right? Was this the trip where we drove? Yeah. We drove out. I don't know. I, I'm, the timeline is a bit fuzzy, but basically, I finished art school in Chicago. Billy moved. Billy flew out here on a vacation visa to help me move to Los Angeles, and somehow we ended up up. In my parents' house in Portland, Oregon. I think that was the thing. On Halloween. Like, we thought this would be like a nice time to visit or, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. So we find, you know, we were at Rob's parents' house in Oregon, in the suburbs. Yeah, they live in Portland, but it's more towards Beaverton. It's kind of, it's very suburban. Super suburban. Like, I actually had never really seen an area like this before in my life. Like, Well, you've seen it in the movies. I've seen it in the movies. It was yeah. very, it was very movie yes you know mm-hmm. and um there, there was like decorations and everything and rob's mom is a incredible homemaker so we carved pumpkins yep she had like you know treats i fucking had candy corn for the first time not good it's not good it tastes like wax <laughs> um and we did everything we're super into it yeah and um the, the only kind of thing missing from all of this is we had, like, built up to this night for so long. Rob was so excited about well, me being there. Well, hold on. There. Let me preface this with I hadn't built up to this night for so long. I've been doing Halloween since I was fucking one years old. But this was a person. big deal for Billy. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, let's do the damn thing. Let's carve the pumpkins. Let's put on some costumes. Let's go do fucking Halloween. She's going to love it. She's been obsessed with it forever. Right. So we... Uh, we are at his parents' house. We, we get some costumes together. From the th- op shop. From the thrift store. Thank you. <laughs> um, and do you want to describe our costumes? Because this, this really, you gotta, you got to nail this. Well, yeah, our costume, we did a couple's costume, um, which we've continued to do. But it was a, um, I guess the theme was a... Uh, New Jersey mafia domestic abuse couple. It was we were, we were a punchline, right? We were like a kind of running joke. Yeah, we were like uh, so. Uh, we, we had you know my friends and I in Chicago. Uh, when somebody would ask you a question that was like none of their business, we would say like ask Joe and Angie or whatever, and they'd be like what, and we'd be like yeah, Joe, Mama, Angie, Daddy, motherfucker, it's none of your business, bitch. <laughs> So we had Joe and Angie as the punchline is like, Joe, Mama, Angie, Daddy, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. So we were like, if we're going to be like some like Guido fucking, I mean, I mean you know, was, in hindsight, this is, it was a bit of a racist costume. I mean, which I we, guess. Which we've done over and over again, but it was like a, a, an Italian American. It was, it was, 
it was years pre Jersey Shore. As okay, well. yeah. So that's the other thing that I I feel like I demand credit for. Yes, we because should get some fucking Jersey money for Shore this. was like seven years later, yeah, or man. eight years later, uh-huh. and we knew. And I've never been to New Jersey. No. And you'd never been to New Jersey. You're from Australia. Oh, but we nailed it. And we knew that Italian fucking people in New Jersey would get drunk. Entertaining as shit. Yeah, would punch the fuck out of each other. And they would be mafia people that had domestic abuse problems. Yeah. So that was our costume. So we went to the thrift store. I got like this, uh, you know, this tracksuit. What's that material? It's like parachute Material is what we would call it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a parachute. It was a it was a tracksuit. Yeah, but that's what you call the fabric. Yeah, it was like teal and purple and white and. It's like it, the classic eighties like. Guido, it was like an eighties fucking like a, a, a sweatsuit. Yeah, no, it was a tracksuit. Yeah. And you dressed up like a mafia wife, like a New Jersey Italian yeah. fucking mafia wife or whatever. And then Billy, not being a makeup artist but being very adaptable, mm-hmm. basically made our faces look like we had just beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah, we look we look beat up like We bad. had like black eyes and busted lips and all this shit and we're wearing this Italian uh mafia suburban outfits and yeah. we're just hanging out in my parents' house in in the suburbs of Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Oh shit, like I think we need to actually find like a Halloween event. Yeah, we do because we've done all the we've done all the groundwork and we don't have shit to do. And but by this time too, Rob's been Rob's been away from this area for years, right? He's mm-hmm. been in college, so we get back there and we're calling people up. There's like there's fucking nothing to do. There's nothing going on. So we're we're like, well, what do we do? We can't like sit here all night. There's like you know, we got kids these sick fucking. The door. We, got, we got the the, the Guido. Busted domestic abuse costumes. We gotta go stunt on him. We gotta go fucking do something. Mm -hmm. And it's Billy's first Halloween, so I'm feeling a little bit of pressure. So I'm like, well, there's a bar that we could walk to in the suburbs of Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And uh, we already got our costumes on. Let's just walk to this fucking bar. So we walk to this fucking bar. And they're doing, like, nobody's in a costume. A couple, but Maybe not... Maybe two, two or three costumes. Yeah, not what I was expecting. Not what Billy... Oh, clearly not what you were expecting <laughs> after all the movies you've, you've watched. Yeah, man. And, like, they're doing, like... I, I don't know. Were they doing, like, karaoke or something? And people... something so... People were, like, stupid. singing Linkin Park on karaoke or something. Yeah. And it was just awful. So we just got, like... Oh really drunk annihilated drunk and I think didn't we go we went across the street to some weird other like sports bar and then came back or oh like, yeah there was like two bars but something super no, weird nothing was really working so we went to our default which is Billy's and my default is get annihilated drunk get annihilated shit face drunk and at this time in our life too we were oh we were maniacs whew. we were maniacs we were something special so we're fucking annihilated drunk we're dressed up like a mafia suburban New Jersey couple that beat the fuck out of each other. It's raining, of course, because mm-hmm. we're in Portland, Oregon. And uh, thank God we didn't drive. Oh, yeah. So, which was the whole point. So, we just, we start walking home. So, we're walking, and can I just say this too? It's it's suburban and stuff, but it's it's kind of like, um, 
Like the edges of the roads like aren't kind of finished properly. Because right? it's flooded. Yeah, it's 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 not like there's no sidewalks. It's not like you're in a city. And it's not like there's cows anywhere. It's like a cross between the. Do two. you say there's not like it's cows? Yeah, like it's not like it's rural, but it's not like it's city. It's like some fucking where in between. Yeah, it's the suburbs, Bills. Yeah, well, I'm not. It's in the suburbs. It's subdivisions. I, okay. But there's no cows in subdivisions. I know. I'm just. I was painting a picture like it was like in the in the wilderness or something. The point. The but everything. Fucking, I'm just trying to make one point here. The point is, is because the the edges of the roads are a little bit weird. We're walking single file. We're walking single file, and, so it's, wet, and it's wet. I'm walking like either in front. Of, I think you're you're ahead. I'm behind. It's raining, but we're we're walking a little bit away from each other. So we must have looked yes. like a bit of a a weird sight. Well, anybody walking in the, in the suburbs in America looks fucking weird because if you live in the suburbs, you got a car. So anyway, we get fucking pulled over by the police. Cop comes up behind the, us. The cop comes up behind us and he f- puts his fucking. Car light. What's that little thing they got on the side of their? The si- yeah, the side the, light. That the they side thing. Swing that little like that little pointing light. The and they pointer and he light. Point, he's pointing the light. At, and we're like trying to get home. He's he, pointing this fucking light at us, and I'm like, dude. And he gets out of the car and he's like very fucking because concerned. Because what happens, and I don't think you actually see this, is he shines the light. I turn around. He sees my face. Yeah. And he fucking looks visibly shaken. He's white. Because I did a really good job on that makeup, guys. Yeah, you I should mean, be you should be a makeup artist. I did a really fucking good job. Very so convincing. So he sees me and he immediately is like, "Ma'am, are you are you all right?" He does the boom. Yeah. Ma'am, are you all right? Uh, what's going on? And I momentarily forget that I look like this. Yeah, you're like, like, no, I'm fine. It's totally cool. It's my first Halloween. My first Halloween. I'm from Australia. And then he's looking at me like I'm some sort of asshole. And I'm like, yeah, man, whatever, dog. We're like walking home. And he's like, well, uh, what's what's the issue? What seems to be the problem? What's, what's, yeah. the, what's the problem? I'm like, um, there's no problem, dude. It's Halloween. Uh, we're walking home. My parents live four blocks from here. Uh, what's sir, your fucking problem, sir? And he's like, well, you... Uh, uh, and then he, I think he kind of like realized at that point that maybe it was makeup. I think and that we hadn't he, actually beat the fuck out of each other. He got like a hard, a hard like, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, uh, okay. And this is like, you know, when cops, cops don't like to look stupid ever. Yeah. So he just rolls with it. And he's yeah, like, well, right. you know, I mean, it's late and it's wet and it's, uh, let me, not safe it's not safe walking. for you guys to be walking along the street. And I'm like, well, we've been drinking all night, dog. So like, why would I drive anywhere? We're going to walk home. We're fine. You know what I mean? Like, What? And then he's like, well, it's just, I think it would be safer if I just drove you home. And I was like, fine, dude, we'll fucking get in your fucking car. Meanwhile, you can drive. I am so fucking stoked. Like, I'm like getting in a police car, an American fucking police car. I'm like, I can't Oh, yeah, even... I've done that before and it's not fun. But for Billy, this is very exciting. <laughs> well, because I know I'm in the clear, you know? Yeah, and so we get in this fucking pig's car and he's like uh, okay so where do your parents live and I'm like oh, you know up here four blocks to the left or whatever and he starts the car and he's listening to the fucking rap station and the fucking song that comes on was the banger of that fucking season you know what it is Bills? I know what it is because we were so fucking obsessed with this song at the time 3-6 Mafia stay fly wait for it 
So we're drunk as fuck. We look like we beat the fuck out of each other. And a cop, a fat, white, old man, is driving me back to my parents' house. And this is fucking glaring. And we go, ah, oh, we caught you, fool. You're listening to the Six Mafia. And he's like, I just like it. I just like it. And then I go, I go, crank that shit. That's our song. That's our yeah, song. Yeah, I'm like, crank it, crank it. And he's like, well, uh... All right, so then he just blasts it, dude. He just starts blasting the song. He turned it up so loud, and we were all, like, fucking just jamming to this song, like me and Rob in the back. Head bobbing, head bobbing. So fucking amazing. So he drives us all the way home. He was a fucking... I I wish I could remember the officer's name. If you're listening to this... Dude, you, you really were, fucking, you really came through. You really shit. You could have also just let us walk home, you but you didn't. But. but but then we get, we pull into Rob's like cul-de-sac where his parents' house is, and um, I get out of the car and I'm like, I am so fucking high at this point. This is like the best experience of my life, actually being in the fucking shit. Plus, we were listening to the, like it was it your was, favorite song in a cop car, in getting a cop. driven home out of your mind on Halloween. On Halloween, so it, it was, was actually pretty. It was a pretty cool. Give me that. It, it was, was a cool Halloween. It was pretty fucking amazing. Then we got out of the car and he uh, he let me take photos, uh, like. With my arm around him and everything, that he—it was fucking amazing. Yeah, and we have the photos. Like we, we, we. We were just talking about this. We gotta dig them up and try to put it on our uh, on our stuff. We'll put them on Instagram or something. But we do have actual photos of this cop in the cul-de-sac in Portland, uh, outside my parents' house uh, after we've just uh, just gotten down to some three six mafia bumping. Pretty much bur- uh, best uh, burst fest. Burst fest. <laughs> burst fest. I love that. Bla- I lo- oh, I love that um, black metal band. It was incredible. So I, I have. I mean, we've had some fun fucking Halloween since then, but I don't really think that we've had one that really kind of topped that for just fucking awesomeness. Even though it was not the funnest bar or anything well everything was terrible but it was a great way to uh you know assimilate you into an american halloween situation which is very amazing and then of course eight years later jersey shore comes out and everybody knows that uh everyone fucking knows jersey italians you you had mentioned it before though that that when you're a kid um like halloween was the most fun fucking shit ever. Yeah. Right? And you're running around and you're doing... So you did all the... You fucking toilet papered people's house. You yeah. did all the movie shit. Yeah, absolutely. We would egg people's houses, egg people's cars. We would egg little kids. If they were younger than you, you would egg them. Then other t- older teenagers would be throwing eggs at you yeah, and they would man. steal your candy. Dude, we would soak people's windows. We would light shit on fire on their porch. We but, would steal their fucking pumpkins and we would smash them. Have you, hold on. Have you heard of them? There was a musical group back in the day, and it had a particular name. It was called the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> They're from Chicago, by the way, and they went to my art school. Wow. Or at least one of them did. Wow. And that's the thing. We would run around. We would smash pumpkins. Dude, that, we would just get wild. That was kind of like upset me, the Smashing Pumpkins. And this is the thing well, I think I Well, of course it upset you because you've got a golden soul. But the thing I, is, is, like somebody put all this work into like carving this game, And then you would just smash it on the street. Fucking bad. It yeah, was so it was fucking up. wild, dude. The thing that gets me, though, is, is this is like... I like I can't even that upsets me but like the actual like uh damage right there are places where they go fucking nuts right 
Oh, yeah. Well, there's the... Um, oh, so this is the other thing. We're going to try and call our friend Vaughn from Detroit because the craziest thing is I'm from the Midwest. So the craziest thing about Halloween is fucking Devil's Night. See, and this is what I'm trying to ask you about. Is like, I I mean, I get it. It's it's the night before Halloween or something. Yes. But I don't really fucking... Because it's not, it's not everywhere, right? It's not like you don't really well, have... It hasn't night. really caught on. Right. But I think maybe the reason it hasn't caught on is because you have to be the downest motherfucker right. in the world to do this shit. Yeah. But if you're from Chicago, if you're from Chicago, you're hard as fuck. Almost automatically. Right. And if you're from Detroit, you're hard as fuck. Detroit, automatically. But what they do is the night before Christmas, they have Devil's Night. Christmas or Halloween? Are you just saying Christmas because it's my my version? Oh, yeah. We're going to edit that out. The night before. You know, imagine if they had a Devil's Night before Christmas. Oh, my God. It would that be, would be like epic. a fucking Krampus Night. Yeah. Krampus Night. Great. Great German. Let's bring it. Let's let's do let's it. Let's start that. Let's do it. Anybody that wants to light shit on fire before Christmas? Oh yeah, man. Uh, we'll fucking burn it down. Burn it down. But anyway, yeah. My bad. What I meant to say was the night before Halloween in the Midwest, people light shit on fire, and it's called Devil's Night. So what you gonna like, we gonna yeah call, I'm gonna call on we gonna, gonna call Count Matt so our, right our, now our friend um, our friend Vaughn also known as Count Mac he's a Detroit rapper very talented uh, artist and he's actually a fucking sick as fuck yeah check artist. his shit out you can find him on yeah Instagram check him out but I'm gonna call him right now and, and try to have him explain the whole Devil's Night thing um yeah man and I I would love to fucking go to Detroit people from Detroit are the best yeah. What up? Happy Halloween! What up, though? <laughs> What's up, man? Where are you at? Uh, Hamstramck, Michigan. It's a little, it's a little Polish city in inside Detroit. All right, tight, tight. It's a little principality in the middle of the day. I like it. I like it. Hey, we're doing a. These? We're doing a um. <laughs> A Halloween uh, thing, and we wanted to call somebody from Detroit that knew about fucking uh, Devil's Night. Yeah, you gotta tell us all about yeah. it. Oh yeah, Devil's Night. Yeah. You guys ever uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, fuck. What's his name? <laughs> um, the fucking uh, goddamn the crow. Oh you yeah, yeah. Uh, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Yeah, the crow actually takes place in. Uh, I don't think they filmed it here, but it's supposed to take place like in Detroit on Devil's Night. Like if you rewatch it, it's oh like yeah, you're right. Like all the shit's burning at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They they says something too. Yeah. It has it on the screen. Yeah, it's like that's like the basis of the movie, I guess, or something. It's kind of cool. That's tight. But yeah, it's uh, it's the night the night before Halloween. People just fuck shit up. So like. Uh, people in the suburbs will be like TP and shit and like putting salami on cars, <laughs> uh, fucking egg and shit. Yeah. And then like in in Detroit, I guess it was like some seventies and eighties shit. They would uh, they would uh, just be burning the city down. And I think people from other cities just kind of caught wind of it and were like, "You all are burning your own city down." 
Fuck it, we're gonna come like every pyro from everywhere just came to Detroit. Give, give me some of that. Yeah, it was like pyro convention. Yeah, it was basically just like an invitation for all pyros. Like, <laughs> hey, we're burning our own shit down. You guys pull up. So I'm sure there was just random white boys from the south just like, hey! And just pulling up <laughs> gasoline and the whole shit. Yeah. You no, know, it's crazy how many burnt down houses are here. Like, yeah. and I'm sure, like, because so much of the city's like just burnt out. I'm sure that's uh, where it came from. You know, like by the time I was coming up in the '90s or whatever, it was like Angels Night. Like my mom would drive around, and uh, like we lived on the west side of Detroit, and uh, she would just she was like with the neighborhood. And people would just drive around. They had like some yellow light on their car or something and just be like looking for people doing bad shit just kind of like just shut that shit down try, trying to trying to stop people from burning the fucking city down yeah cause it was just like they would get you know there'd be like 300 buildings burning in one night or something like it'd be some crazy shit oh, where yeah. the fire department what's the fire department gonna do when 300 fucking buildings are burning right you know what I mean? like, totally they're like fuck it <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah. They're like, fuck it. <laughs> like, uh, hey, so do you feel like it's kind of like an like it, it's fading out? Like, do you think it's phased out, or do the people still do it? <laughs> no, it was pretty much phased out by the time I was like, it was like some seventies, eighties shit, really. Right. Like by the nineties, I feel like even. I mean, Detroit in general burns like a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, they light shit on fire like, to this. Every summer to this day, like, it's like, like in some of my music videos and shit, I'll just be having random fires and shit. People are like, what the hell? That's crazy. I'm like, there's a fire every day in the summer. You can just like, you're going to see some smoke and you're just like, hey, we should go get a shot over there. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've shit, seen like, some good shit on your Instagram of, of, of uh, fires there, burning. It's fucking crazy. There's so many fires. Yeah, like, like I was doing some shit like, uh, like Rob does, like, um, you know, like being like a stagehand or whatever for people doing photo shoots. And uh-huh. uh, they were from like Europe and shit. And they were just like so pleased. Cause I was like, yeah, look, that shit's burning. Let's go over there. And like, you know, like, Cause it's fucking like mesmerizing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the, the $200 a day location man. Like, uh, <laughs> like blows some mind. All I got to do is just smell like the shit burning. And I'm just like, okay. Direct them over eat. towards the like, fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so easy. Follow me, gentlemen. (laughs) So essentially, it's like it's like Devil's Night every week in Detroit now. Not it's mostly the summer, I'd say. Like um, right now, right before Halloween, I'm not expecting shit to happen. Like the shit, pretty much, from what I can tell, died out like a while back. Right. Because like. When I was a kid, like I'm saying, my mom was driving around, like, trying to find criminals. And my mom's a fucking criminal. You know what I mean? Like, that's how, like, the last night you'd ever try to light some shit on fire. Like, it's the one night of the year that people are paying attention. The other 364 days of the year, no one gives a fuck. So, (laughs) just burn your shit a different day. You know what I mean? Like, I guess most of this shit is, like, maybe uh, insurance or... Yeah, scams. I don't know the specifics, but maybe if if your insurance pays out more than your shit's worth, you can't sell it anyway. So right, so you light on fire. Oh, yeah, you're like, yeah, somebody burned my shit. Give me all this money. You yeah. know, like you just had a building that no one cared about anyway. 
Right, like, right, right. That's this and <laughs> but like I've seen people like burning buildings and like they don't really do shit. They'll just kind of like let it burn and they basically just make sure that it doesn't go to the house next door. Right. Like there'll be a firefighter there with some water and just like just don't get this person's house on fire. But right. other than that, we want this shit to burn because it's literally saving them like ten grand in like demolition fees that the city sure, wanted yeah. to do anyway. Right. Right. Well, there's and, and we this, burn like there's a ton of empty houses, right? What's that? I said there's a ton of empty houses and stuff. Like I remember seeing that. Uh, have you seen that movie? It follows. Yeah. 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 No, it's like there. It could probably be like there was probably four million people here, like comfortably, in like what was the sixties or whatever before uh-huh. the rise, and now there's like less than a million. Wow. Man. So. That's like the shit's building up right now. It could build up for a long time and there'd still be room. Like, there's just hella abandoned houses everywhere. So, crazy. It's kind of a bummer because, like, you go in them to try to, you know, to try to, like, find some cool, like, art shit. Like, oh, I'm gonna, like, get inspired. And then it's just, like, some doo doo and, like, <laughs> it's just some bullshit. A big dick like, on the wall. Like, yeah. Get me out of this fucking half ass dope house. Like, I was just uh, going to say, like, we, we started this, uh, we started talking about, like, Halloween and, and trick-or-treating and shit, and it sounds like it would be, like, so fun and scary to, like, run around those kind of deserted houses and stuff, but I bet you it wouldn't be, like, it would be more, like, scared of the people who were there, <laughs> less, rather than, like, yeah, fucking like, ghosts that were going to get you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like... For the most part in Detroit, no one was trick or treating. Like when I was in Detroit as a kid, we'd go out to like, you know, my cousin's neighborhood right. or some shit. You know what I mean? Nobody's trick or treating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you go somewhere else. That's what we were saying. It's like that in LA. You don't go nowhere around here. Yeah. My mom would chill, and like one kid would pull up. The whole right. Night. You know what I mean? Like just people just. They're like fucking. Everyone's got like a rich family member somewhere. Like I'm good. Right. Big candy yeah. bars. Like that's how it is out here. You, yeah. go, you go to the rich neighborhood. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. You're not trying to knock on fucking dope dealers' houses. <laughs> <laughs> but like a lot of the shit also getting burned down here. Like speaking of dope dealers, is just like, hey, these like because people trap out of the bandos, like the rap songs. Like they do that like crazy here. Right. There's so many abandoned houses, so it's like, hey, we're just like we have an address, you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. don't sell dope right here, and like it's a uh, so they just burn the house down because the people in the neighborhood are like, we need to get these kids to quit selling drugs out of this house. So if we burn this house down, they're gonna at least have to go one block over. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Uh, well, hey, listen, man. Thank funny- you. Thank you so much for uh, for explaining this all to us. And it sounds like it's kind of fizzled out, but they're still burning houses down in Detroit. Shit is still burning, but not the night before Halloween. Oh, <laughs> all right, man. All right, hey, all right, man. Hey, right, I'm gonna call you. I'm, I'm gonna call you later, dog. Thanks so much, buddy. No problem. Good to good speak night, to you. Good to talk to you. Peace. Peace. All right. So, fuck, man. Count yeah. Mac. There you have it. The best Detroit fucking shit ever. Yep. I fucking would love to go there. We've been saying this for ages. We, we have a bunch of friends from Detroit, Count Mac being one of them. Yeah. And I want to go so fucking bad. It sounds like a fucking wild 
place. Yeah, and by the way, if any of you are uh, at a computer or anything, look up Dope Sick on YouTube. It's a fucking amazing uh, animated short. I guess it's like a short film or something that Count Mac made. It's fucking incredible. It's incredible. He did it all analog, and then and, and look up his music too because he's the shit. Um, hopefully, awesome. like we'll, we'll we'll do a thing where. You know, we get him on for like a whole thing about something else. But anyway, that was his take on uh, the Devil's Night, which kind of sounds like a bit like everything else was a lot better in the eighties. Yeah, not fucking as fun as it once was. People I mean, aren't really, like, you know, his mom was the vigilante driving around, making sure nobody lit houses on fire. But now people aren't doing it on fucking Devil's Night because it's too fucking, well, it's too hot. And the thing that just kind of like bummed me out a little bit is, is like here, like no one's going fucking trick or treating anymore. Like, is yeah. this like, are we fucking losing Halloween, man? Are we losing Halloween? Let's not let that happen, everybody. Trick or treat, light Fuck. shit on fire the night before. Let's get it cracking. Let's keep this fucking popping. You know, it's something where no one's going to be hurt, though. Let's not let's not advocate hurting anyone. Oh, hey, and uh, don't hurt anybody. Yeah, be 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 fucking mad, chill, but like go nuts at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Fuck shit up, egg kids, yeah. egg shit, light shit on fire. Don't hurt nobody. Yeah. No, be, be, you know what? Be like a fucking, be like your 12 year old you, you know? Do fucking like throw an egg. You know what I mean? Yeah. Throw an egg. Fucking throw a flower bomb, whatever. I feel like that would be a good exercise for us. To, I like did. just go out there and just throw some shit at people. I did actually have that terrible experience where we, we threw a flower bomb at the, the grouchy old man's house and we actually fucking broke his um, whole front window. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how a, a little fucking plastic bag of flour managed to shatter a window. You packed it too hard. We packed it way too hard. And we fucking smashed the window. And then he fucking chased us. He terrorized us in his car for hours. Oh, yeah. That was the best. I've been in those situations when you're like oh a little kid or like a preteen or something. Yeah, you're like 11. You're like, like a, yeah, 11. 11, 11 is, is the, the year is the when you just did some wild shit and then all of a sudden you're getting chased around the city by, by like an a grown angry adult. grown person, dude. Yeah, man. Terrifying. Fucking scary. Fuck. So listen... When uh, when we started talking about this uh, this Halloween episode, like let, let's just break it down for a bit. When I, I love horror movies, I love fucking paranormal shit. So my idea or my sort of inclination towards this this Halloween episode is to do some really fucking spooky, paranormal, demonic, fucking crazy shit. Yes. Um. Rob's kind of idea of of uh, horror is very much more grounded in the real world. Yes, horrors of man. Well, I was I was basically just like, well, why don't we just look up some true crime shit that happened on Halloween? Because my thing, since I was a little kid, I've always been. I had a thing where I was in third grade and I had to write a paper about an American hero, and I wrote it about Al Capone. Of course you did. Of course I did. Of course you fucking. Because I've got a lot of, and I had, and even being in third grade, I had a very fucking valid point on why Al Capone was an American American hero and all the jobs he created and all the, you know, the boost that he had committed for economy and shit. So I, I've always like since I was a little kid, I've always thought that there's really nothing that you could make up in writing fiction. 
that was more entertaining or exciting than that shit that actually happened because in the real world, shit is wild. Sure. And and I agree. And we both love true crime stuff. But what I'm saying is the fucking paranormal shit, man. I think you're discounting it into like some kind of Spooksville shit. Well, I've seen ghosts and you haven't. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do a whole nother episode about this at some point. But anyway, so uh, as Rob said, we looked up some fucking real life Halloween true crime shit that yep. happened. And there's there's quite a few fucking crimes out there and some of them like like many other things i tried to rip rip the fucking lid off and they were too big they were too big (laughs) for the halloween special right we're trying to keep it trying to keep it uh fun size fun size i I see what you did what you give the little little kid what you give the one kid that comes to your house well i give them i give them a hundred fun size candy you get one one kid shows up and you give them a hundred fun size so anyway we we've looked up a couple of crimes so the first one um was covered pretty extensively in a pretty good documentary i would say watch it this year for halloween it's kind of fun it's called killer legends and they just uh, ex- what is that on Netflix? I think you can see it on Netflix. It's the same people who did that Cropsy one, that that rad Cropsy documentary. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was covered on that, um, but it's a really fucking good little story. So we'll just give you the we'll give you the little kind of uh, rundown. Rundown. The rundown. So uh, everyone, I think, like this was one of the first things I even heard in Australia is that when you go trick or treating, you know, you got to be careful because the fucking the candy is poisoned, or there's a fucking uh, a razor blade in the apple. Razor blade in the apple. Who the fuck is giving out apples for candy apples? Oh, they're in the candy apples. You don't even know what a ca- fucking candy I apple do. is. We would call it a toffee apple in Australia, but... Well, that actually makes a lot more sense. But... But it's... Yeah, it's an apple that's covered in yeah, caramel. No, 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 no. And it's I, got a stick, and it's I underst- uh, delicious. I understand what it is, but in my mind, I honestly... Honestly, up until this point, I always thought it was just like a bare... Just apple. And I was like... I had thought to myself so many times... You thought it was an apple. I thought it was a plain apple. And I'm like, what? Why would anyone fucking eat the apple that somebody just gave him? And then, because I, you know, want to get to the bottom of it in my mind, I'm like, how wouldn't anyone tell that there's a fucking razor blade just stuck in the apple? Because you would see the cut in the skin and stuff. Uh-huh. Now I'm like, oh, it's covered in caramel and nuts and shit. Um, a candied apple is an apple covered in caramel. We've, we've established that. With a stick in it. Yeah, we've established that now. Okay, can we just move past it? Please forgive me. So we have heard about the poison candy. We've heard about the razor blades in the candy apples. Why <laughs> didn't they even? Why didn't they say razor blade in the candy apple? They never fucking specify that. They just say in the apple. Well, that's the thing because they say it, but Whatever. it's never actually happened. Whatever. It's never but actually. This, happened. this actually. It's not, this has not happened. There is a real story where it fucking has happened. Mm-hmm. Fucking, there is a there is truth behind the fucking urban legend. So, in 1974, in a small Texas town, eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien ate some pixie sticks. Mm. Some of your favorite candy, I believe, Rob. No. 
after a night of trick-or-treating in his neighborhood and about an hour after eating, fucking Timmy was dead. Yep. He pretty much immediately went into convulsion. He ate the pixie sticks. He started fucking flopping around like a fish, went into fucking convulsions, and died an hour later. On Halloween. On Halloween. On from the trick or, from the fucking trick or treating uh, booty from yep. the from the candy that from they the bag, collected. The sick ass bag that he used to get. So they found out fairly quickly that the pixie sticks that he had eaten had been laced with cyanide. Mm. Which I actually looked up and it was really easily available at that time because it was used to fucking poison coyotes. Cyanide. Yeah. So you could go to the fucking hardware store or whatever and buy cyanide to poison the coyotes in your backyard. So it was pretty pretty easily available, which meant that anybody could have done it. So, of course, this caused an absolute fucking panic in the fucking neighborhood. It's actually like our worst fear has come true. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So they they're talking to they're talking to little Timmy's family, and um, everyone's freaking out and stuff. And for some reason, Timothy's father. Every time they asked him stuff, his story kept changing. He's like kind of flubbering answers. He's saying this or that. He's fucking. He's basically changing his story the whole time. They're like. This is fucking suspicious. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit weird. They kind of look into it a little bit, and they find out that little Timmy's dad was in financial trouble. Oh. Bad, bad money troubles. And had taken out sizable life insurance policies on all of his children. Oh. Um, and so basically he killed his own son, for the fucking insurance money, right? And tried to snake it off as, like, somebody was passing out... Exactly. ...poison candy during the trick-or-treating and event then, on Halloween. Uh, at when they actually busted him, they, um, they fucking found out... So they actually found out... Yeah! Really good. Yeah. Excellent work. I've... I've... I've become a hold of the app everybody yeah he's got my phone guys i'm sorry so they had the poison candy they okay stop stop that one they fucking found out i don't know how to stop it there's a little it says stop sounds down the bottom down the bottom loop off no the other where it says stop sounds yeah okay dude so he they fucking found out he'd killed his own son but he'd given out the pixie sticks, the poison fucking pixie sticks, to, like, several other kids, including some of his own children. But, like, kids in the neighborhood. But nobody fucking ate the pixie sticks because pixie sticks kind of suck. And, like, you go straight for the fucking the full-size Snickers bars or something. You go for the good candy first, right? Right. Yeah, you do. So the point is none of the other kids fucked with the pixie sticks. Poor little Timmy fucking had him. And um, Ronald, his dad, the candy man O'Brien, found guilty of murder and uh, executed in 1994. So the poison executed poison candy fucking exists, man. Well, it did exist once for in the eighties with a guy who poisoned his own child. Yeah, as fuck. In the eighties, I've got a funny pixie six story. Really? It's a it's a bit of a notorious story. (laughs) I had a group of friends in grade school, 
And was this in the 80s, Rob? This was in the early 90s. Oh, okay. And we would have these, uh, you know, friend events where it was somebody's birthday. Friend events? Do you mean sleepovers? Sleepovers, yeah. Why were you calling them friend events? That sounds so weird. Because I hadn't thought of the actual the term. term. Yeah, it was. They were sleepovers. You're right. And what we would do was we would rent. Uh, you know, in, 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 in various degrees, this became more or less difficult depending on whose friend event you were at. But sleepover. sleepover you were at. But you would we would watch horror movies and we would drink Jolt Cola. Oh yeah. And eat pixie sticks. Oh dude, this yeah. is like essentially like fucking just doing gravity bongs and fucking yeah. chugging Jack Daniels. Because imagine if you're 11. Yeah. This is exciting, right? Yeah. My parents, uh, conservative, you know, I've talked about this before, very conservative Midwest people. This was in the Midwest. This was in Chicago. And uh, they weren't into that at all. And they weren't into me watching R-rated movies and da-da-da-da. But this fucking thing kind of went on to the point where we would drink the Jolt Cola, eat Pixie Sticks, and then we got into this weird phase <laughs> on somebody's uh, sleepover uh-huh. event night. Where we would um, <coughs> kind of, we were kind of daring each other to do shit, right? And then we had this one dude, and then and, and it was his birthday, so we dared him to pour a pixie stick on his dick. <laughs> and he was wearing a he was wearing like basketball shorts, so we were like, we're all drinking Joe Cola, and we're watching Puppet Master, and we're oh. like, pour, pour, yeah, I dare you to pour the pixie stick on your dick. And then he like poured and he like lip and he pulled out his basketball shorts and he poured a whole pixie stick on his dick. That's and a then lot he's of pixie stick. Yeah, and then he just started wagging around like Harold Hunter in fucking. He's uh, a hard hunter in kids. In kids, and there was like so much powder flying everywhere. You got dick dixie powder. Yeah, but I was like, I was like, amazed. <laughs> I was like, how much powder? Because he poured it on his, he pulled out his basketball shorts. He pours the thing on his dick, right? Uh-huh. And then he just starts flapping it around. And there's powder flying. And there's powder flying over. I'm like, you must have the biggest dick in the world. You've you've contained an entire pixie stick. That seems like a lot of powder. It was like in the air. It was like these it, 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 for you know for millennials in modern times. It was like when somebody vaped. The whole right. room. He just starts flapping his dick in his basketball shorts. And it's the whole room fills with powder. Dude. It was very impressive. Wow. But then I told people about that later when I was in college and everything, and they were, like, very alarmed. And they were like, (laughs) that's super gay and kind of illegal or whatever you guys were doing was, like, inappropriate for 11-year-olds. And nobody should have been pouring powder on dicks. And and then my parents already said, like, I don't think – my parents were like, well, if you're – Drinking Jolt Cola and eating pixie sticks. What are you going to be doing next year? Drinking beer and snorting cocaine? Yeah. yeah. And guess what I was doing next year? Snorting cocaine. And drinking beer. Fucking chugging 40s. You know what I was, no, you know what I was drinking? Uh, that, uh, what's that liquor with the gold in it? Goldschlager. Goldschlager? Yeah, That man. shit. That's what Fuck I got yeah. into. But then I was drinking beer and shit, too. So they were right. I mean, yeah. we, we were on a path to destruction. It was, but I will say, for that one night, I was very impressed. After we made the kid pour the pixie stick on his dick, how big of a cloud did did that the other, he made? Was there other did did the other boys get their willies out and like did you? All- well, it wasn't out, dude. Like, so here's the thing. Like, that's why I feel like I've been painted with an ugly brush. Is because 
he lifted it. He pulled the waistband out, and he poured the pixie stick on his dick. Right. right? I don't see a dick. Bruh, I see where you're I don't. Saying. I don't even know if the dude's got pubes. We're eleven. This is all very. This is all very interesting, right? Uh huh. I. I don't know. But but no. I knew that he had a big dick when he started flapping it, and the whole room had a cloud <clears throat> that would have been resting on the top of his shaft. Well, all I can say is thank goodness that the pixie sticks in question weren't poisoned at this time because right, you guys would have been fucking, dead. You guys all would have been dead. We would have all would've inhaled puffed in yeah. that fucking cyanide pixie stick fucking dust. Yeah, that's my point. I'm not bringing this. Listen, I'm not bringing this up on the Halloween episode to talk about dicks uh, and eleven-year-old dicks <laughs> or what I might or might have not done when I was eleven. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is. Pixie sticks were definitely a part of the culture. A hundred And these things were out there, and we were into them, and we would pour them down our throat, and we'd drink some Joel Cola, and we'd watch Master Puppet Master and do all this shit. And, you know, this is uh, the picture of Halloween. This is the, you know. Yeah. It's fucking great. I'm just trying to... I was just trying to I wish a, I was at one of your friend events. <laughs> Yeah, you're not allowed. There's no girls at the friend event. Oh, no girls allowed? Yeah. No girls allowed. Whatever. I didn't even want to go anywhere. Because, yeah, well, we did more fun stuff. No, you didn't. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, it's probably best that there was no girls witnessing the shit that went down at those friend events. Yeah. I guess so. You can attest to that. Friend events. That's what I'm most creeped out. This whole... the This is the whole... The, the creepiest thing... Um, about the Halloween episode is that Rob called his, his sleepovers friend events. It sounds like you're in, you grew up as like a Scientologist or something. <laughs> it's fucked up. No, just a Christian. Okay. Just a Lutheran. Now we have one more story. And this one, this one I found and I was kind of fucking super excited about it. And then the, as I'm kind of like writing it out and stuff, I kind of got like pretty sad because... This is kind of like, kind of in the back of your mind. Like the, it's it's kind of like the worst thing that could happen when you, yeah. you when you're trick or treating. Absolutely. Right? Um, but okay, it's it's. You, you want you want me to just do it? You want me to tell it? You you can uh, do it. All right. So um, this is in 1993. Which I will uh, preface by saying 1993 is like. The keystone of gangbanging in L.A. Yeah. Gangbanging in L.A. And unfortunately, we haven't gotten into this in our podcast yet, but we will. There will be a lot of gangbanging on this podcast. Yeah. But in Los Angeles in the early 90s, it was like the heyday of gangbanging. Absolute heyday. And I remember, you know, I was uh, in 93. I was living in Melbourne, I believe, in in Australia, super into fucking hip hop, knew that this stuff was happening. You know what I mean? Like this was when all the movies were fucking out. Oh, this was when it was like coming out on Oprah that if your son was wearing a a Raiders cap that he was in a gang. Exactly. They were having like Crips versus Bloods on more. Like everything was Gang, bang, bang, bang. And then didn't you have some stuff when you were in, like, you were in, like, middle school or something? It was, like, 
basically gangbang hysteria, hysteria it was, was gangbang ev- hysteria everywhere it was like oh your kids wearing cross colors oh he's in a gang like oh yeah know, like I got was, in, I got in trouble for wearing a Raiders hat I got in trouble for wearing cross colors I got like, I got in trouble for wearing British knights because they were like that's blood killers. blood killers I'm like yo I'm in the fucking Midwest dude there's no bloods out here yeah my friend was a GD you know what I mean like there it was nothing. But so it was, this was a wild scene. And and in Los Angeles and where, you know, this this takes place in Pasadena, mm-hmm. which um, if you visit it is a beautiful, like beautiful suburban kind of paradise. But it kind of has some gnarly little spots, right? More more, more towards Altadena. Right. So basically when when Bloods and black people from the South Central area got money, they moved to Altadena. Right. Which is the south side of Pasadena. Which is uh, where Damien and... That's where his parents live, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've no. been there. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this happened. It's 93. It's fucking Halloween night. It's Pasadena. And there is, like, just put yourself in this little situation. It's it's uh, it's the suburbs. It's fucking... It's night. You know, there are trick-or-treaters. Like, it's still sort of happening. And a group of five Pasadena Bloods were driving around, basically fucking looking for payback. Revenge. Revenge. And they opened fire on a group of trick-or-treating teenagers who were just 13 and 14 years old. Like, these were little kids. But from all reports, they were unusually tall for their age. I got a side note for that. We'll, we'll revisit in a moment. And they were returning from a party, but the, here's here's the kind of bummer. So what happened? Did somebody? So, so what's the deal? Like somebody shot some blood. Shot a blood. Okay. Yeah. A couple of weeks before. There's there's been before sort of, Halloween. Before Halloween, there's been some some beef going back and forth. Um, these group of of bloods who are, who are driving around. One of their homies had been shot a couple of weeks before. So they're looking for somebody. So they're basically, they're looking for any crip. They're looking for fucking revenge. So yeah. they're, they're driving around and they, they see these kids. Now, the, here's the bummer is from part of their costume, one of them was wearing a black bandana. One of them had a blue bandana apparently visibly hanging out of the back pocket, which as we all know. Sign. Sign. For, Flag for being in a gang, man. Anyway, so they see it's dark. They see these kids. They pull their car over and they hide in some bushes, basically waiting for these kids to pass. The kids walk past. They open fire on them. They kill three of these kids mm. and shoot another three, and then fucking take off. So, I I had said to Rob, like, you know, I'm like. Okay, a bandana. I think I've worn a bandana for a part of fucking 15 different costumes that I've worn in my life. Imagine if the kids... Most of them gang-related. Um, no, no, no. For me personally, yes. Yeah. But imagine if this kid is dressed as like a fucking uh, a cowboy. Or right. like a hobo or something. You know what I mean? Well, it's like... Yeah. The thing is, I don't think in 93, I didn't think that they would be walking around ironically dressed as members of the Crips if this was a real thing. Right. I think it was you like think a You think it was little, a total coincidence. I think it was like an absolute fucking bad, bad situation. Anyway, the the Bloods were caught. Um, 
they pretty much soonly sort of figured out the police realized that they actually had shot at the wrong people and that right. these kids they're were just, fucking 13 and 13 year old kids that were trick-or-treating who were trick-or-treating man and uh it was like one of those classic fucking 90s like you know mm-hmm. little kid gets shot in the drive-by kind of thing like yeah. one of the absolute fucking tragedies of of that time um which was very common back then so common and so crazy. And as I said, I kind of like, when I when I found this story, I was kind of excited because I'm like, ah, oh, this is some like fucking Tales of the Hood shit right there. And then it's right. like, you really do think about it and you're like, this is a really fucking like sad little story for for everyone involved too, you know? And right. Because like, the guys didn't even get their revenge. They didn't get their revenge. That was the, the guy, whole point was to get the revenge and they ended up killing a trick-or-treater. At the um, at the trial, one of the shooters, um, he said that he goes, I felt I was going to gonna get some get back for that. I was going to re- retaliate. I was trying to kill a crip. So mm. for him too, it's like he didn't mean to kill no 13-year-old fucking little Trick-or-treater kid. with a little blue rag out the back. Damn. But I will say, so my thing that uh, kind of relates to that is um, we were having a big barbecue at the Flop House in Chicago for my graffiti crew. Oh, Bucktown Military Camp? Bucktown Military Camp. Also, a uh, shout out to 3FK. 3FK? 3FK's uh, Chicago uh, graffiti gang. And uh, my little Polish friend, Paul, went home, uh, which... If you went home from the Bucktown military camp in Chicago, meant you went to catch the train. Mm-hmm. And we had this gnarly, like, house, brownstone. The whole building was fucked up across Four from us. absolutely covered with fucking whippets. Oh, you're talking about our building. <laughs> yeah, your yeah, building. Yeah, our building was covered in whippets because we had some uh, coffee shop employees that would steal whippets. <laughs> and we do whippets all night. And, you know, cocaine. and Just and littered. Just, just littered. It was Amazing. just like you, you couldn't open the door because it would get stuck on a whippet. We, we, we're, gonna, we're Yeah, I know. That would just like go ding, 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 ding. Like every time you open a door, it was, it was almost amazing. like you could like just slide across the floor yeah. like you had roller skates yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, But it was all like whippets and coke just bags. Just canisters everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, you know, Paul goes to go home. He goes to catch the train. We're having this crazy barbecue. Everybody's fucked up. He runs back in the house. His face is bright red. Immediately we realize something very strange has happened. And uh, I kind of, I couldn't figure out what was wrong, but what was wrong was that he, what, his hat was gone. Oh, man. Because we would always wear, like, flat brims, you know? Of course. And he's like, I just got robbed on my way to the train. Like, these kids just got me. And there was this fucked up brownstone across from us. And it was an old, like, dirty white guy that would let all these, like, young gang members live there. Oh, man. If they brought girls around. One of those. Yeah. So they would, like, rob the pizza man and they would do all this fucked up shit. And it was just, like, fucking bedlam. All the time drama. And so he comes back and he's like, yo, I just got robbed on my way to the train from the kids across the street. And da-da-da-da. And, like, we've got a whole fucking house full of our it was crew. A, it was a house of 10,000 maniacs, guys. It, it pretty much was. It and, was. And we were all on full mental. Mm-hmm. So we all run out of the house. And you guys are like excited that there's something to do, No, right? no. There was always something to do. <laughs> I was, we, we were all like, 
I cannot believe somebody just robbed one of us. Right. So one of my friends grabs this giant piece of metal that's like from a construction site and we're running around in the streets and we catch all these kids and there's a kid and he said they stole our, he's like, they stole my phone. So we start calling his phone and then we hear the phone ringing under the apartment building across the street, of course, where all these fucking fuckhead gangster kids live. Mm -hmm. And so we like, somebody crawl, I'm like running around the block. Like I'm so fucking deleted. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm like running around the blocks with like a gun or something like a retard. And, uh, and then somebody kind of climbs under the building, catches the kid where the phone's ringing, pulls this kid out. But he's like, uh, he looks like a fucking NBA player. He's like six foot tall. He's fucking ripped. The other kids are ripped. Some, one of the neighbors called the cops. We, we, we like get all these kids. We surround them in the middle of the street. And I'm like, let's fucking kill them. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, let's fuck them up. And then all my friends who were like born and raised on the South side of Chicago were like, hey, dude, like, don't touch this kid. Like, let him just return the shit. Right. And, and like, don't hit the kid because these kids are like well connected. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Paul standing there and he's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then the neighbors that call the cop, the cops show up and then the cops just come in like fucking assholes. Clearly, yeah. they're like fucking the kids up, the, the kids that we pulled out from under the apartment. They're like smashing them on the hood of their car. They take their phones. They smash their phones that's on the ground. That's the Chicago police that's, move, That's right? the CPD. And, and then um, they're like doing all this crazy shit. And I'm like, yo, like, what's up, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, get back in the house, blah, blah. And it turns out that they're like fucking 10. <laughs> they're like 10 years old. They're like 12. <laughs> they're like, they're, si- like, okay. they're like six foot okay. tall, buff. Well, 10-year-olds that are robbing people in the street. While you're at your friend events putting pixie sticks on people's On each other's willies. At 11. At 11. These these kids kids are out robbing robbing friends and they look like an NBA player. And they're like telling the cops like, they're like, hey, what's up with those shorts? They're like, I don't have pants. I'm poor. Why are you wearing that, um, why are you wearing that Larry Hoover t-shirt? Are you a gangster disciple? Oh, you're Mexican. You must be a maniac Latin disciple. You know, and the whole thing is like just wow. And they're like, seriously, these kids were like 11 years old. And they were like getting fucked up by these cops. And we never got any of Paul's shit back. And we saw some like fucking eight-year-old kid walking around like a week later with his bull's hat. Shit. With his bull's flat brim and all this shit. And we called him out. And he was like, no, man, I bought this shit. And like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. But all I'm you saying gonna is. You're going to beat up the, the 10-year-old kids? But all I'm saying is I'm not defending the bloods that shot up these kids. No. But I'm saying I've seen some fucking gangster 11-year-olds. Yeah. That would have would, would made you feel like maybe he is a gangster if he's got that blue bandana out of his pocket or whatever. And I don't condone shooting anybody because it was bullshit. But it's a wild world out there if you're not from the hood. It's a wild world. And, like, you know, like, uh, fuck, man. That time, too, you couldn't, you, you weren't, I mean, that was rule number one. I think I was scared to wear a rag in 93 in Australia. You know what I mean? I definitely oh, wouldn't be news, doing yeah. it in fucking Pasadena. Oh, and the fucking thing that I forgot to tell about that whole story is they pointed guns at Paul and he didn't tell us. 
Oh, what? So we ran out there with, like, wooden fucking bats and pieces of metal. metal. (laughs) And it turned out that the guns they pointed at him were fake because they were 11-year-olds. But the cops were like, so these guys pointed guns at your friend and took all his shit. And you decided to climb under a, like, crawl under a house and try and hit him with a stake? <laughs> you fucking retards. What do you think, you're Superman? And we were just like, nah, man, like, we're like 3FK or whatever. <laughs> like, we're, we're 3FK? We're 3FK. We live in this house. We were having a barbecue. Oh, fuck. Well, Anyway, shit. that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is Halloween, Halloween. is not the same. Let's keep it alive. Let's yeah, keep it alive. Yeah. Let's, let's keep burning houses on Devil Night. Let's keep trick-or-treating. Fucking, you know, stay home, have a friend event, put a pixie stick on your No, hand. that's not the point, Fucking Billy. Flip it around. That's not if the point. That's if, not the point. Hey, if that's what you want to do, I think that's cool. And I think <laughs> that I would love to have a friend event. <laughs> um, that's not how we were going to end this, Bill. We were going to end this in a good way. We were going to say... Keep Halloween alive. Yeah. Billy has loved this since she was a child. I do. And we, it's a magical night. It's, it's a magical, magical event. And Fucking everybody get out spooky there. spooky with it, guys. Get spooky with it. Dress up. Go to a Halloween party. Take some drugs. Put on a costume. Do your best. Let's keep it alive, man. Yeah. It's a fucking fun ass event. Of all the holidays, it's the best. It's the best because it's fucking. There's no other shit. There's no fucking fucking family shit. There's no fucking. There's no family involved. There's no, there's no presents. There's no presents. There's fucking. It's no religion apart from like rad fucking sick pagan fucking awesome shit. Yes. Which is great. So. Fucking happy Halloween, guys, man. Hit a, hit a spooky thing. Well, I'm saying keep, a, my phone. Keep, keep Halloween alive, everybody. Yeah. And you won't regret it because there's yeah. only what? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't meant to. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Fucking happy Halloween, you freaking moon. See you next week. What's up? What's going on?